of, I feel like we kind of touched on it, but I wanted to also kind of talk to you about like best tips and strategy for monetizing your work. So what are some things that have worked for you um, that you feel comfortable sharing with the listeners? Yeah, definitely. I, I have a lot of this. Um, yeah, I do have a lot. Listen, take this is, this is the meat and potatoes right here. Like this is the meat, but this is what people came here for. That's it. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I do have like some some juicy stuff. Like this is like, some of my best tips and strategies. Yeah. For monetizing your work, especially if you're um, getting started as a style blogger. Like if you're new to the game and you want to know, like what's my path to profit here? These are some of the things that I feel like any blogger can start today. So the first thing, right, would be this is like really the low hanging fruit of it all. But we we touched on this before. I talked about brand reviews, right? So you can actually get paid by reviewing some of your fa favorite brands and products that you use, whether that's a dedicated review for a specific brand or what I like to do is focus on best of style guides or like buying guides, so like mm -hmm. the best minimalist wallets for men in 2021, mm -hmm. or the best no-show socks. Right, it could be something <laughs> as small and random as that. Right, but these are these are things like people are actually searching for in Google, and really, oh yeah, you'd be surprised at how many people search for best no show socks. <laughs> you know, I was yeah. trying to refrain myself from laughing because I didn't know people like really search stuff like that. But then again, you know, I, I you know that's not something that I search for, so it's like, ugh. That's crazy. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. And, and so like this type of content, like the reviews are, they're perfect for like affiliates, right? Right. And so like to anyone who doesn't know what affiliates are, essentially it's basically you're getting a, a commission for recommending a certain product or brand. If uh, like say someone is on your website and they click through that link and then they ultimately make a purchase within like a, 30 day window, usually it's like a 30 to 15 day window that you get a small commission. It could be anywhere from 5% to upwards of 40% for the mm -hmm. sales driven to that website. Mm -hmm. And almost every brand, literally every brand has like an affiliate program, whether it's in-house or through reward style. Now, I think, I believe they're known as like to know it. They completely rebranded. But they're one of the major ones that has uh, basically every fashion brand is on like to know it at this point. Yeah, yeah. Share a sale, the Pepper Jam Commission Junction. So there's a, an affiliate network. Um, there's a ton of them. And so if, if there's any brand that you're working with, more than likely they have an affiliate program. And you can, and if it's a brand that you really enjoy and love and you want to write about it, write a brand review, then that is definitely a low-hanging fruit to potentially driving in that affiliate revenue. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's good. I mean, I see a lot of, like, like to know it uh, tags, people's, like, uh, photos and things like that, uh, which I'm also grateful for because sometimes you do want to just go ahead and purchase what you see. Um, and then also when I, when I got into the game, share cell was my, my jam. That's the yeah. one of the ones that I used off. Ooh, Scar, sorry. I had hiccups. 
but that's one of the uh, websites that I used often. Um, but yeah, I think that's super important. And so, yeah. So when it comes to like advice on outsourcing and delegation, what, what do you do? I know this is something that you're still kind of like working through and, yeah, yeah. and um, trying to figure out, but as far as what you've learned, do you have anything that you would care to share or is it still a yeah. trial and error type of thing? Definitely. I'm actually like, I've been slowly getting in, I just been slowly outsourcing and delegating somewhere over the past like couple of months. Mm-hmm. But actually, I actually have a couple more things for the uh, the monetization. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, do Listen. a quick uh, bookmark here and then rewind. That's, let's do it. No, let's 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 pause. Let's pause the outsourcing and delegation situation. Let's rewind, awesome. like you said, to nice. the monetization. Because please, I don't want to rush you. Um, yeah, no worries. This I... is juicy. This is juicy information, and I didn't know if you were done giving us oh, all your tips that's, and that's, secrets. That's my fault. Um, <laughs> I need to be more. Uh, yeah, I need to keep going if I want to keep talking. No, <laughs> I, it's, it, it's. I'm, I'm giving okay. signals where it's like done, so. It's fine. No, I'm. I'm just like, I don't. I don't want you to feel like you have to keep going on if you don't have anything to go on about. Yeah. No worries. I got two more. Two more big things. No. The first being affiliates. The first being affiliates, and then. Okay. So the second one, I would say, for bloggers, in the game just starting out, I'd say to to focus on creating this specific type of content, and so I'm sure everyone's heard of like evergreen content, right? Mm-hmm. But content that, that's uh, pretty much everlasting, like going to be right. as relevant today as it is 10 years from now. That's so right. That's content right. like how-tos, mm-hmm. style guides, like uh, like on classic articles of clothing, like the Navy Blazer or... Um, Listen, because that's timeless. Yeah. The Navy Blazer right. for sure. Or like how to wear a denim jacket or how to wear a black leather jacket, stuff like that. People are always mm-hmm. looking for that. Mm-hmm type of stuff but it's this type of informational content that is going to start to rank in google over long periods of times and so it's going to slowly but surely it's going to drive traffic to your website and with more eyeballs more traffic it's going to grow your ad revenue at the end of the day so the the second era of monetization after affiliates is to focus on ad revenue oh that's good yeah, and what I mean by that is like, you know, everyone knows Google AdSense, right? So, mm-hmm. when when I was starting out blogging, I would place like AdSense ads on my site, and I was getting no traffic at the time, so it wasn't really paying off. But I realized AdSense they don't they don't actually pay that well either. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they, there's AdSense with YouTube as well, which I, I believe they pay better a little bit better on youtube at least from my experience mm-hmm. but there are like little did i know there are other ad networks out there that are willing to pay a premium for high quality traffic so like traffic from the united states traffic from the uk canada from from markets that have money right mm-hmm. if you can get enough eyeballs on your website then these these ad networks so the one that I'm on for Gentleman Within is called Mediavine. Okay. And they play, they pay some really good RPMs for all the traffic that I'm bringing in. 
And there, there are different ad networks for different levels of traffic that you have to your website. There's some for smaller traffic. So say, for example, you get like 10 to 50,000 page views a month, then there's a network for that. If you get like 50,000 to like 75,000, there's a network for that. And if you get over 100,000 plus, there's an ad network for that, which um, I believe the, the most premium one that a lot of bloggers are on is ad thrive but once i learned about these ad networks i was like man you can there's a lot of money in in paid ads online and so mm. that's why i'm saying it's important to focus on that content that the evergreen content that people are actively searching for on google and this is how you're going to start ranking over time and so keyword research into what people are searching for mm -hmm. um, in fashion so go to like google trends and search in it could be any topic you want but it's pretty much about anything that you're passionate about but i believe evergreen content for sure is definitely a key to growing that ad revenue no, I couldn't agree. It's a little boring and dry, but it's like it's definitely a very lucrative thing once you you realize how much money there is in paid advertising. Yeah. Another another big another big one I feel that a lot of bloggers and style <clears throat> style bloggers specifically mm -hmm. can take advantage of is to create an email list. Like I know people do have email lists. But it might not be the one, it, it might just be like a sending out an update whenever you have like an article, like a new published post or something. So the, the type of email I'm talking about is to slowly curate like a list over time. So you're offering things like a, an opt-in or a lead magnet to, to grow that email list. Mm -hmm. um, so an example that I have is when you first land on my website, it's the first thing that shows up. It's called a crash course to better style. Oh yeah. A 13 day crash course. So basically two weeks, I send a single email every single day with a lesson basically uh, helps them with it's a crash course. So it's very like bite-sized type of information, but mm -hmm. this has been um, great for driving leads to my website and people who go through the entire two-week course, I notice they're a lot more engaged. And so they engage with my emails and they open every single one that I send. And so it's kind so, of like- I'm yeah. sorry, go ahead, go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah, so it's like just trying to add as much value as you can with every email, whether it's posting your content or if you have like a style tip or if you have like style deals that you wanna share. And I feel like if you just keep adding that value through the email list over time, that people are going to be glad to buy from you when you also right. do have some type of product that you're going to sell. And so like for me, I'll, I survey my audience every year at the end of the year. Do you? I, I do. Yeah. So I, I send them a Google form, very simple, maybe like five questions. I ask them their name, their age, where they're from, how they learned about my website, or where, mm -hmm. like, like how long they've been following along with the email list, 
Mm-hmm. And I ask them a question like, what type of content do they want to see? And it's like multiple choice. So I have a list of things like, do you want to see vlogs or more of like how-tos, more lookbooks and things like that. So this definitely gets me into the mind of my audience. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I also ask them, would you be interested in potentially, you know, buying GW branded product in the future? And so right. to see if like, that's something they're interested in. And now I know that ultimately when I do have product that they're be willing to buy from me. Yeah. I mean, that's so good. You know, uh, the fact that you engage your audience um, the or at least your email list once a year to see kind of like what they're into to make sure they're still in tune with what you're delivering for them, you know, because there's nothing worse than putting in a whole lot of work for, you know, people who don't appreciate it or don't want to see it or anything like that. So I really, I really like that aspect of what you do. Yeah. And I do the same thing like on Instagram every now and then as well. I just do polls and things, just polls on how, like where their head base is at and how I can best serve them ultimately. Nice. I love that. I love it. I love it. I think that is something that I need probably to incorporate more because I I don't do that at all. Um, just to be completely honest, I don't. Yeah. So I I don't know what my audience wish to see. Now let me let me just uh, clarify. So yes, I have the fashion analyst, but I also have another. Um, I have another profile on Instagram and. YouTube blog that I kind of do um, that surrounds food. And so for the food aspect of everything, I do ask people kind of like, what do you want to see more of? Which is different because I'm used to like with the fashion stuff, people are like, oh, I want to see you. I want to see what you're wearing. I want to yeah. see what you're doing. I want to vlog. And then on the food side of things, people are like, I don't care what you look like, ma'am. I just want to know where you're eating, what you're cooking, like that type of thing. So I I find that uh, difference uh, really, really funny and intriguing. In the end, pretty much when it comes to monetization, so we talked about affiliates, that's like the low-hanging fruit, writing brand reviews and things like that. And then it's the ad revenue approach. So writing like evergreen content, informational Mm -hmm. content that is going to rank over time to get those eyeballs to your website. And then third is focusing on an email list and building up a a group of just dedicated followers pretty much. Because I noticed Mm -hmm. those who follow your emails are way more engaged than those who follow you on Instagram or any social media platform, except maybe YouTube because YouTube like subscribers are very engaged as well. But mm-hmm. I feel like in the end, ultimately, like you don't want to like put all your eggs in one basket, just like uh, investing in the stock market, like you're going to want to diversify your assets. So in the influencer game, I think it's important to think bigger than just being on Instagram or a TikTok influencer and focus, you know, like think of yourself as a media company. Mm-hmm. So, like you could tap into multiple income streams. So you got like the the ad revenue, the affiliate sales, brand sponsorships, um, digital products like ebooks or e-courses, and then you got merchandise like apparel and accessories that you can branch off into. So there's there's so many avenues to explore 
mm-hmm. monetization mm-hmm. monetization and it's like you don't want to just focus on one area that's not really driving you the ROI that you might want you know yeah because I see too many people focusing on just one thing or spending mm-hmm. too much time on Instagram posting videos and pictures I like that's great but I feel like there's so much more to being a style blogger mm-hmm. yeah absolutely for sure I agree with that, actually, because it is deeper than just posting a picture or posting a video on Instagram. Like, you have to have, like, a consistent group that you can kind of, like, rely on or else within a flop because Instagram is, social media in general is just very hot and cold, very flip-floppy. You never know. Somebody might like you one day. They might not like you the next. So I really like what you said about having um, an email group, like a core group that you can kind of engage with on a regular or people who are super invested invested in what you're doing. And um, yeah, just seek to engage more of what you have going on. So yeah, I like that a lot. Awesome. (laughs) And now... Take it away. <laughs> and now we're going to move on to the next. <laughs> Boy, you're one of my uh, favorite guests. What time oh, is it now? So funny. <laughs> you're hilarious. Okay, so I'm just going to let you take the reels for this um, because you already know what I'm going to ask. Yes. So I'm just going to let you do your thing. <laughs> Great. Sure. So, yeah. In terms of advice on outsourcing and delegation, so this is kind of where I'm at at the stage of my business. Like I found that I've slowly, I've become the bottleneck in the business. So mm-hmm. everything comes through me and uh, there's only so much that I can do at this point. But if I do want to take like gentlemen within to the next level, it's like I need to start hiring out. And so whether that's getting a VA, which I've yet to do, um, mm-hmm. but I know that there's a lot of, places like you can find VAs on work who are affordable who are like maybe in another country like the Philippines mm. uh, so wait pause I'm sorry yeah. let's put a second there what is a VA oh sorry yeah mm-hmm. so a VA is a, a virtual assistant mm-hmm. so they're they're gonna basically be tasked with doing the smaller trivial things that like you do in your day-to-day mm-hmm. that you're not really it's way below your pay grade. So mm-hmm. updating old affiliate links on a blog post or YouTube videos or like editing my articles or just little housekeeping things like mm-hmm. on social mm-hmm. media and things like that. Um, that a, a virtual assistant, that, I mean, you could pay them hourly or you can pay them based on um, like put them on a retainer if you can afford that. Right. Uh, but yeah, ultimately, it's going to allow you to focus on like the, the macro, the bigger picture, while they handle like the, the more um, tedious things that, that you do in the day-to-day. Because um, sometimes I find myself doing things where I could be making better use of my time. So Right, right, right. Oh, all right, fancy. I love that. I love that for yeah, you. Yeah, so that, that would be a, a next step kind of thing. And I feel like anyone can, can benefit from having a virtual assistant as well. Um, another area is to 
bring on paid contributors, like freelancers, to help write for the website. And this is an area where I, I've been on Upwork recently and I've been hiring. Mm -hmm. So this is definitely, it takes a lot of work because I need to have like outlines of the articles for them and offer guidance. And, but I think that as long as I can, if I can get like a, a small group of regular contributors that could definitely help with um, the blog and everything. And in addition to Upwork, I, re I reached out to my audience via the, the email list as well. And I've had a handful reach back and say they would be interested in contributing in uh, like under different topics, not just like fashion and style, because I'm looking to break off into like other areas like lifestyle topics and grooming and fitness and travel. So um, mm -hmm. I'm just looking for other contributors. So I feel like bringing on paid contributors could help if you're a blogger and you're looking to free up your time because I know how much time goes into writing articles. It, it could take up days. Facts. Writing and you could be like staring at a blank page for the longest time. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, I'm saying, oh my goodness, but it's like people don't understand how much work goes into running a blog or running a business. And just this time with you has helped put a lot of things into perspective. So do you do you also like take days for yourself or are you just kind of like a non stop working type of person? I go through phases. Where, mm. Like I go really hard. And sometimes I'll burn myself out. Mm -hmm. And then take uh, a break. I'm, that's something I need to work on. Like that's just me personally. I need a more like I guess consistent routine. But yeah, for me, it's like go hard and then like I'll burn out or slowly fall off the boat, as they say. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So what do you do to kind of like keep your head in the game and not get too overwhelmed? Because it is a lot of times people, myself included, you know, once COVID hit and there were no <laughs> events yeah. and there right. were no like businesses that were really trying to work with people because of COVID, and the spread of it, I was like, listen, I'm stressed out. There's nothing for me to do. They're like, I, I'm scared to order from brands because I don't know who's working in the companies. I don't know who's delivering my packages. I just didn't, we didn't have enough information at the time to know how like, you know, COVID worked and stuff like that. And even to this day, people are still a little weary of, you know, interacting with others but that's a big part of blogging and you know having a business uh you know because you have to interact with other people in order to get your product and such so you know for you specifically how did you kind of like balance all of this interactions and e even with that how did you find peace in the midst of it, how do you kind of like decompress from all the craziness of running a business and such? And yeah. if that's a too much of a loaded question, please <laughs> let me know because I can break it down into sections too. Right. No, definitely. <laughs> I COVID was tough in the beginning, especially I, I think just mentally for a lot of people and just not not being able to be around other people and 
especially for those who kind of thrive on being around others and social creatures. So that definitely took its toll over time. I guess there there was a like an article that came out that said like everyone's lavishing or like that feeling of just blah, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt that way in my business as well. I felt it, it, it was a lot of uncertainty during that time as well. Mm-hmm. In terms of uh, brands cutting, and I was like unsure of who wants to like dress up anymore. <laughs> yeah, but, that's, that's tough. Mm-hmm. And, but over time, it, I feel things got a little bit better, and it just continued on business as usual. You know, we're highly adaptable. Mm-hmm. Everyone mm-hmm. is. That's good. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Humans, we bounce back and we adapt very easily, you know? So uh, it just depends on the timing. Because some people can bounce back pretty quickly. Others, it takes a little bit of time to bounce back. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we all still bounce back. We do. Yeah. In our own time, some take longer than others, like you said. Mm-hmm. And when we do, it's like, we need to develop the right habits and it ultimately it comes down to like habits and finding routines like there, there's a great book by james clear called mm-hmm. atomic habits mm. which uh, i highly recommend but i i listen to the audiobook but it, mm-hmm. it provides amazing uh, insight and tips on how to develop habits and break cycles and it's a great read that i highly rec- recommend it but that definitely helped me in um during time of covid and i still like refer back to it mm-hmm. just to just habits are super important in how you spend your day to day what you're doing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. other little things like just mindfulness meditation so i i use the meditation app calm and yes i'm a fan of calm yeah yeah, nice. yeah it's it's uh it's been great for me Mm-hmm. Just, just all you need is like 10 days or, t- or 10 minutes a day mm-hmm. if that's all the time you have and just close your eyes and yeah just it's on your yeah. breath you know like, yeah no I, I feel yeah. like 10 minutes a day is not too much of a compromise from what people do on a daily you know what I mean uh yeah Okay, I might be like telling my business a little bit too much, but I don't enjoy working out. It's not fun to me, but, you know, I told myself, I'm like, if you can at least dedicate to like dedicate 15 minutes to 30 minutes a day working out, which is not a lot of time, not a lot of time. And there are a lot of videos on YouTube that kind of like fit that, that kind of like timetable. But it's the same with like meditation. Meditation is absolutely important. Period. I listen. Just having a moment of time to just focus on your well-being, your breathing, your health, your mental capacity, your mental state is is worth more than 10 minutes in my opinion, but 10 minutes at least Absolutely. I feel like everyone should absolutely do it, especially if you're in an industry that demands a lot from you, you know, like demands a lot of your time, demands a lot of your attention, demands just so much of your like emotions, whatever the case may be, your, your physical ability, 
10 minutes at least is 100% necessary for you to have to yourself to just kind of like realign and reorganize what's going on inside of you. Just to kind of get a gauge of, you know, are you happy? Are you healthy? Did you eat? Did you drink water? You know, are you breathing enough? Did you like take enough time to put your feet up? You know, because people, we humans, we're very important. And I feel like a lot of times we work and work and work trying to reach an end goal. But it's like, if you're not healthy right now, you probably won't reach your end goal because you're killing yourself, doing too much. So, again, I go off on tangents. But, you know, that we need it. We need the reset. Absolutely. Reset is important. Um, for ourselves and mm-hmm. take care of that our our well being and mm-hmm. even if you don't even if you can't it's I know some people can't meditate just because their their mind is always I think everyone's mind race when they first start meditating absolutely but uh, if you can't sit still like maybe do a mindfulness walk or something like that like go out for a walk yes. and sit there and just like try and stay in tune with nature you know yeah type of thing yes. can help as well when if you're going through things like listen mm-hmm. to your music or just get walking get moving i think that absolutely definitely helps when you're when you're in that feeling of languishing for sure no like we're seeing eye to eye i think we're definitely on the same page with that yep you know you bloggers out there get some mindfulness practices into your daily routine because it's necessary yes and and another thing i would say is i know some people aren't into this but uh, something i personally like to do is uh journaling so daily journaling and uh yes it becomes a nightly routine where i just kind of write out how the day went you know Mm -hmm. that happened things i'm grateful for what didn't go well and and how i could be better tomorrow just very simple question to answer yeah it's like i think that's great yeah things like that um, definitely help because it 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 gives you a uh a history of where you've been you can go back Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. your, your headspace was during this specific time and then how can i dig myself how did i dig myself out of it like what was i doing you know how was i feeling Mm-hmm. Those, mm-hmm. those little things could definitely help just to have a, a record of of that and, and over time like you realize that the power in having a, a record over like the course of a year you know imagine mm-hmm. having all that to refer back to all no, that that's good yeah no i think that's awesome i hear a lot of people journaling and deep dark secret not really a dark secret but a deep secret I do want to get into journaling I used to journal a lot in my teen my Mm. teenage years is that a diary yes (laughs) (laughs) I had a little diary with a lock and key and all that jazz that reminds me of going into my sister's room reading her diary (laughs) oh see triggered because I had a little diary with a lock and a key and my brother and my sister broke into my little lock and key diary oh that was me that was me yeah (laughs) (laughs) I cannot because ever since that day like I remember uh so I was obsessed with like Mary Kate and Ashley uh when I was younger and they had this uh, who was movie. it full, full house you know no it wasn't full house oh, not like even... when they were older because you know oh, okay. a little empire <laughs> situation going on uh, yeah I would like watch their tv shows I would watch all of their movies like Mary Kate and Ashley mm. was like 
I was aspiring to be like them until I got older and realized like how they were now. And I'm like, no, I'm okay. But uh, like, I would watch, I watched this one bit, this one movie that they had and they had this really cute guy. His name was Cody. To this day, I still remember his name. His name was Cody. He was really cute. He was one of their boyfriends or whatever. And I had like wrote in my diary like, oh, Cody is so cute. Oh my gosh, I love Cody. And my brother and sister like broke into my diary and they were like, oh, you love Cody so much. And it like (laughs) scarred me low key (laughs) from having like a diary journal situation. But now that I'm in Adele, I feel like I should just let that situation go and do it again because I really do feel like there's so much that you like release so much tension so much so many thoughts so many emotions that you need to process and sometimes at least for me writing things down is a way that I can process my emotions so I feel like having a journal I feel like that was you you were talking to me specifically, but I hope oh. <laughs> hope you were talking to other nice. people. <laughs> Everyone can benefit from it. That's yeah. right. That's right. So I'm gonna go to Barnes and Noble or wherever and give me a little note notebook. I, yeah. I have to have a cute notebook. Yeah. Right? And it doesn't even have to be structured. Like you could just do like I have a notebook on Evernote called Brain Dump. Mm-hmm. I just dump any thoughts that I'm having the day. Like whatever I'm thinking. Like if I wanna mm-hmm. just just to get it out of my my, my brain and on paper. Mm-hmm. And I just dump it. It's like, a, like people put like photo dumps on Instagram just to get. Yeah. Yes. Like I, do, yes. I do a brain dump. Like anytime I'm thinking about anything, it could be an idea that I have mm-hmm. or yeah. And that helps just to clear my head. I love that. I listen, you just said that and I'm going to take that. I'm going to run with it I'm, because I need, I need that. I need that. Cause I feel like if I don't release what I'm thinking in my brain, yeah. I'm gonna go crazy. I mean, I'm not gonna go crazy, but I feel like I am, you know. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I know I can ramble and go off on rabbit trails. Alice in Wonderland is one of my favorite like Disney movies ever in life. Okay. So rabbit trails and tunnels and holes are like my jam. So I'm gonna try to reel it back in. Um, but I'm not gonna nice. keep you too much. That was, a, that was a good tangent. That was a good tangent. Yeah, I appreciate that. I feel like it was a good tangent too, I, you know. But sometimes I feel like I'm a, I'm alone on that. But today, or at this point in time, I feel like we're together on that thought. So For thank sure. you. So, do you have any parting words to those who are currently like grinding, trying to, mm. you know, become a blogger, become a quote unquote influencer, become a YouTuber, become a an entrepreneur? Do you have any golden words golden tips tricks tidbits Mm -hmm. that you feel that they should know or at least have in the back of their mind before pursuing their goals or either or either continuing their goals right yeah that's a great way to end the podcast i think um (laughs) (laughs) no i i believe there's another section but uh, we'll we'll see about that (laughs) oh gosh so yeah to anyone who's aspiring and kind of you know in the game right now grinding away like Mm -hmm. I feel ultimately it's like that passion like I'm sure whatever got you into it Mm -hmm. passion that you had like it has to be like burning and it always has to be burning like I I know like sometimes we go moments like we talked about like you go through ruts 
and where yeah. you're not feeling it. But ultimately, passion's always got to be there. And like, you have to be having fun with it. Mm-hmm. And if you're not having fun, then it's not going to be worthwhile. So um, because it's super hard running a business as a solopreneur. And that's what we are. Like, yeah. Doing it on our own. But I think that it's the ones that learn to trust the process, you know, like, unlike the Sixers. But uh, <laughs> first of all, <laughs> hold up, ben, ben Simmons, not the Sixers. That was a good one. Ben Simmons, specifically. <laughs> I said uh, to call him. Call out Ben Simmons. What it was. Listen, I ain't anyways, uh, <laughs> but yeah, when, when you learn to like trust the process, the ups and downs, mm-hmm. times when you feel like it's hopeless, no one cares what you have to offer, you know, even when the growth is slow and you feel like you're not seeing any type of meaningful results. Mm-hmm. This is super common early on. I went through it. You went through it. I'm sure everyone uh, in the audience went through it or is going through it. Uh, but I feel like if you can make it through that suck, like that self-doubt, yeah it usually hits uh and it hits when like you're at your lowest Mm. uh, like if you can stick through that for a long period of time then Mm -hmm. anyone can make it in the end so um you know i know anyone can do it um because i i made it through and i'm I'm going through my own processes um i have a lot of setbacks and times where i'm not feeling the best but you know i'm able to do what I never imagined that I'd be doing right now just a handful of years ago so yeah grateful and blessed to be doing what I'm able to do right now thanks so much thanks for you know giving me the platform too um definitely appreciate it I know ever since we connected I've I've, uh like when you told me about your podcast like it was years ago I was supposed to be on it and I'm glad I'm finally able to hop in and chat with you and Absolutely. And this will not be the about last. something that I've been wanting to talk about for a while. So yeah, just no, sharing thank you. back and sharing the things that I've, I've learned over the years. Yes. No, this, thank you. Thank you so much being on the podcast, talking to you. Like you're, you just make everything so easy. I gotta say that. Like, uh, I like, I was nervous. I was like unsure of yeah. I was like, and especially in the beginning, I was like, I messed, <laughs> messed up my introduction. Come on. So you, you made it easy uh, on me. Listen, yeah. no. It, Thank you for it, your, listen. yeah. No, this will be the first of many. I'm just going to yeah. say that now because, Thanks. no, yeah. I'd be happy to hop on anytime. Absolutely, sure. no. I will be hitting you up, so be yeah. ready. We did talk about Clubhouse. They, they, yes. Oh, that would be fun. That Clubhouse, and I know Anchor has like a new app that kind of like adapts like the Clubhouse. Um, I don't know what what it's called, like, but it has like the whole Clubhouse situation where it's like you can have a room with a bunch yeah. of people in, and we I, all I haven't talk. seen that yet, but I need to look into that. I, I was looking at the Anchor app, and I didn't see its features but maybe I wasn't looking yeah, at right I don't know. They just sent it to me in an email. So I'm not okay. sure if they've applied it already or if it's coming like within a couple of months or so, but I'm going to te- definitely check out. But I know that you're a part of Clubhouse. So I don't know. Maybe you guys keep a lookout. Maybe the fashion analysts and um, gentlemen within is might link up on Clubhouse. You never know. So For keep- sure. I'm always down for club with, with dope people. 
That's right. Listen, yeah. I love it. I'm here for it. Okay, so I'm not going to end it just yet because I still have one more question to ask you. Mm, right. Or maybe two. I'm game. I'm game. Okay, it's, no, I have... It's I have, been almost two hours. I'm good to go. We... <laughs> and listen, we are teetering almost. We're like 20 minutes short of two hours, but it's fine. Um, The first question I have for you. Do you have any parting words to those who are currently in the grind for either starting a business, wanting to be a blogger, wanting to be a influencer, basically just wanting to connect with other people via social media or the internet? Do you have any parting words for them? So anyone just who wants to connect and get involved with the community? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great sassy adult way of saying what i just said i love that yeah yeah no i feel like it's uh in a time of social media it's super easy to just you know slide in someone's dms and most people are open to that um mm-hmm. you're trying to connect with especially those that are doing the exact same thing that you're doing mm-hmm. so i feel like when you want to connect with certain people if you want to like collaborate Mm-hmm. I feel like you need to come from a position of like adding value because mm-hmm. you're not going to want to reach out to like someone with um, a disproportionate amount of followers than you right. like, mm-hmm. subscribers on YouTube, like someone who has like a million subscribers and I only have 20,000, like that's not going to be appropriate, especially if it's like a cold, like right. cold <laughs> right. Right. if you can come from a position of like um, offering value first, then, you know, that's a way to approach it. Or get involved in the community by, I know it's tough with COVID, but whenever there's events, like meeting you at uh, PHL Bloggers or one of the mm-hmm. Philly blog events, just going out to events like that, that's a great way to engage with those in the community that you want to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to get out there. So that's, that's right. definitely a really uh, big aspect of it because getting that, um, that, that face-to-face time is yeah. way more powerful than any type of you know online texting you know correspondent mm-hmm. so face-to-face time is definitely the most important so if you can do that then try to do that in facts you know i'm trying not to interject to you or to yeah, what you're saying too much but not not saying that i want to interject but you know i'm i'm just a very vocal person so my like yes that's right like he's spitting like real (laughs) things like this is real so uh i'm gonna relax but like exactly what you were saying is absolutely it i tell people constantly people email me like with small businesses and things like that um and they're like how do i like get my my message out how do i connect with people how do i engage it's like you have to do the work like Mm -hmm. meet people face to face you know connect with people have conversations whether it's phone because texting and emailing and messaging is cute but it if you want something deeper than that and let me tell you when it comes to influencers and bloggers and such having a deeper connection than anything virtual or social social media related is going to take you further than just like hey I like your profile let me send you my stuff no like if I know like 
what you're going through. I know you're a startup business. I know that you're struggling to get like people to come to your business. This is where I'm from. Like, this is what I'm kind of into. This is what I've been dealing with. Like having a genuine connection relationship will 100% propel you further into, you know, more of a, I don't know, like more of a public setting than you just trying to save face and keep it cute and be reserved and such. I don't know if that makes sense, but I don't know. That's how I feel. Totally. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. To to add to that, it's, I I feel like you get out there, get involved in the community with the people that you want to like the people that you most want to be like, you know, have, have like a mm-hmm. people that you strive, whoever's like people's me- like message that resonates with you the most. Cause I know when I started out, I had a select group of style bloggers that I followed religiously for, for mm-hmm. years before I mm-hmm. even became one myself. And so it's kind of like, they're, maybe they're your idols at the time, right? Like yeah. Never, your idols become your rivals and you get <laughs> to right. where it's like, okay, we're, you know, I'm slowly able to get on their level maybe you know it it just helps inspire you but no um, no that's good that's good and I think a lot of people um kind of discredit looking at other people and being like that's my aspiration you know that's not a negative that's not something negative to feel about yourself like if you see someone who's doing what you want to do or aspires to do, or you aspire to be like, or you aspire to do what they're doing. Like it's okay to follow them. It's okay yeah. to say that it's okay to be like, I really love what they're doing. I would love to do something like that because a lot of times people don't give credit where credit is due and they make it seem like, Oh, this is just my idea. Yeah. And it's like, no, like, yeah. It's this blogger named Mariana Hewitt. I've been following her for years. I don't follow her anymore. Yeah. Um, just because of where I am in my life. And I feel right. like, you know, is there's, you know, I don't I just don't connect with her her, her stuff as much as I did. But when I first started blogging, mm-hmm. girl, you could you couldn't tell me that was in my girl. You can't yeah, right. tell me anything. You know, I love her and I still appreciate her to this day yep. because she lit a fire under me uh, mm. as to what I wanted to aspire to. Um, right. And I still have work to do, but still, like, that that was my little shorty. Like, I loved her. Like, yeah. you know, so I, also acknowledging where your inspiration lies it doesn't hurt it doesn't discredit like where you're going or where you're trying to get to it doesn't inspire like your vision or anything like that but I also feel like acknowledging that type of stuff is important yeah good artists copy great artists steal period like, like you can acknowledge like that you were inspired by them and they motivated you maybe early on and um, yeah and it's like over time you kind of develop your own um, lane, your own path, and like you stop consuming all that content and yeah. kind of move on. But uh, you don't forget the people who kind of helped you along the way. Like you never forget that they're the ones that guided you early on your journey. Um, That's it. Yeah. Respect. Respect is always there. Absolutely. Um, 
Yeah. No, for sure. For sure. Okay. So <laughs> I know a couple minutes ago we were like, oh, we've been on the phone almost two hours. No, we're literally approaching like two hours. So I'm not going to try to keep you too much longer. I have one more question for you. And then we can end it, and then you can enjoy the rest of your night, and I'm going to get out of your hair. But I would love, 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 love to know three people who inspire you, whether it be Instagram, whether it be through books that you read, videos mm-hmm. that you've watched, people that you've even interacted with on a, like a, a personal level. Who are three people that inspire you? That's a great question. I was thinking about this actually. So the first one I would say is there's this 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 guy called Derek Sears. So he's an author, entrepreneur, and like I guess you can call him like an ultra minimalist. So he travels a lot, and he's a uh, just his website is just super minimal too. Anyways, mm-hmm. this, this guy like he's so kind. Like he'll literally literally respond to like every email he gets, and he gets like thousands of emails a day. Mm-hmm. And he responds to every single one. And he, like he usually resp- replies to me within like a day. Um, wow! Really? Yeah, yeah. But he uh, just when I was getting started with my style journey mm-hmm. and you know, like in, getting into the entrepreneurship and all that, I read a book of his called "Anything You Want," mm-hmm. and so that was like a huge inspiration to me in getting started with the gentleman within. And so, um, and he just came out with a new book called "How to Live." which is also really, really good. That's, so, that book sounds familiar. I feel like I've seen that book. Yeah, it, it came out recently. Like he's he's like independent, so he sells it like basically through himself. You can't get it on Amazon or anywhere else. Okay. Except, except through him and his website. Mm-hmm. But it's like How to Live, like 23, some, I forget what it's called. but So it's called How to Live, 27 Conflicting Answers and One Weird Question and One Weird Conclusion. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's uh, interested and uh, and it's it's exactly what it sounds like so he offers different um basically 27 different ways to live that you can live life so like i admire him and just the way he like he approaches life like he's just a really unique individual Mm -hmm. to the drum of his own beat kind of guy so um, he definitely inspires me for sure this one the second one is like on the style end of things Mm -hmm. okay so a little known secret, but I get a lot of my fashion inspiration from from the ladies, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there is, there's one called in the Frau on Instagram, mm-hmm. but she does these like reels that are just, like super well executed and snap super snappy. Oh, okay. I like. I want. Like, I get a lot of inspiration from that. Like, and in, in terms of like my TikTok and reels that I want to put out. So I just want to like basically copy her style <laughs> and, and how she, how she edits is super slick and smooth. Okay. Um, All right. Another one is Ashen Jackson and she's a, a blogger and she's also on Instagram, mm-hmm. but subscribe to her email newsletter actually and get all kinds of design inspiration from her. She's really big on like to know it, I believe. But mm-hmm. she puts together like these weekly collages where she like outfit collages, mm-hmm. like on a daily basis. Like she'll send these emails of all of her outfits. But I don't know, that that inspires me in terms of the in the fashion space. 
and it gives me lots of ideas. So you you know get your ideas from anywhere, not just right. uh, following other uh, other male bloggers, but yeah. Okay. And then the last one I would mm-hmm. say is an author called Austin Cleon. He wrote two books that really inspired me um, to no end in the beginning. And um, we were actually talking about this earlier about um, like, don't be ashamed to copy those who inspire you. Mm-hmm. Stuff. So mean, he, yeah. he wrote yeah. a book, Steal Like an Artist. <laughs> yes. Already I'm into it. Already yes, I'm- that is a great read. Because a lot of people get that imposter syndrome or like feel like, I, I just, there's a quote, like, if you're, not, if you're not stealing, you're not doing it right or something. Yikes. <laughs> I love it though. I love <laughs> but, it though. No, I'm just saying, like, I feel like, I don't know, like no idea is original, right? That's true. Every, everything's been done before. But, like we're just oh, all right. re- remixing, like putting together our own remixes with um, where we're getting our inspiration from. So he... He put together these really like succinct books on one of how a steal like an artist, and then another one was called Show Your Work, mm-hmm. which I highly recommend for anyone starting out because that's like where the imposter syndrome comes in. People yeah. are afraid to show their work, but mm-hmm. I feel like that's ultimately how uh, like you're gonna have to share your stuff even if it sucks in the beginning. Yeah, or right. even if you feel like right. it's your own personal idea, it's like mm, okay, cool, you have your personal idea, but someone's going to like see it and like make their own version of it you know yeah yeah i think about all the different social medias like you know snapchat you know instagram and facebook has done adapted that and then we had tick we had vine Vine. let me not disrespect vine we had (laughs) we had vine and then from vine came like musically yeah and then we had like tiktok and then instagram was like oh tiktok is <laughs> let us do what tiktok is doing so we're gonna cop like, your reels and then exactly and then youtube is like we're gonna cop that and make our shorts yes in you know? the so. shorts oh my goodness I, i'm still trying to get used to the shorts in for uh youtube because that's just like what are y'all doing this is just it's just yeah. for my brain it's like this is too much but I mean, I can respect it. I can respect it. You find, you see something mm-hmm. that's working, is is sticking with, you know, the the market base, and you want to do the same thing too. And as much as people try to resist at first, because I remember people were like boycotting reels on Instagram, and now it's like everyone's doing reels. This is just like normal. <sighs> but yes. Absolutely. So yeah, that inspired me to no end just early on. Just, yeah, show your work and don't mm-hmm. be afraid to copy what you like because over, t- over time that you're going to develop your own voice. So That's it. That's right. That's so good. Yep. This has been such a beautiful reunion. This has been such an amazing time. This has been so encouraging and enlightening and refreshing i i don't understand why we don't do this more often like this was amazing so thank you so much for coming on this podcast the fashion analyst podcast to share your wisdom your knowledge and your love and your light and just your personality like every every aspect of what we just did was 
phenomenal and it was so different so thank you thank you from the yeah. bottom of my heart I don't know if you can receive like feel the no, love I'm, I'm feeling feel. I'm feeling it okay it. Yeah. yeah the love that I'm feeling is very deep and I just want you to know that like I'm so 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 grateful for yeah. you in this time together thank you for so sure much. right back at you thank you for the opportunity and the, the platform to share my thoughts and um, I hope that others listening are able to get some value out of this absolutely so before we let everyone who is listening go please let us know every single avenue where we can follow you and learn more about you Oh, yeah. Anyone can just search Gentleman Within on Google, and you'll pretty much first page, you'll find all my everywhere that I'm at. So my, my blog will be there, YouTube channel, Instagram, Twitter, <laughs> Facebook, uh, even Pinterest. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Listen, I feel like people are losing their, their flair for Pinterest, but I'm like, Pinterest is where it's at. Yeah, right? Yeah. You're, you're uh, into, cook, like, what is it? The food bloggers are very big on food. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. They're living their best life over it. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much again. You know, you guys, make sure you follow Koi on Instagram and all those amazing things. YouTube specifically, Facebook, Twitter. Pinterest. He he dropped Pinterest for a reason, so make sure you guys follow him on that. And yeah, I mean, you guys already know where to follow me and see me. So, with that being said, we'll talk to you guys on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. Bye! All right. <laughs>